What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today where we are talking about all things going on in HBCU culture. We're going to talk about Florida A&M's coaching search. It has been the hottest topic in the HBCU community, and somehow, some way, Fort Valley got involved in it. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But also, we are going to talk about that time that HBCU Pulse was on the shade room. Now you might've heard about this before if you're a fan and a follower of HBCU Pulse on social media, but I wanna tell it again for our serious sex sim audience that's hearing it on the radio, Zeta Founders Day just passed. So I want y'all to know what's going on and how we really got that moment. And even hear from Angie Wandu herself talking about that moment and how crazy it was. But first, let's get into our front page report. Get up, get up on what's trending. Get up! You're listening to the Front Page Report on HBCU Pulse Radio. All right. These are the stories that are trending now on HBCU Pulse. So things have heated up in terms of the Florida a head coaching search. And even my alma mater, Fort Valley State University, found a way into it. So let's talk about it and what was going on. On January 9th, independent Florida AM based blog Rattler Nation reported that current Fort Valley State head coach Sean Gibbs was referred as athletic director Tiffany Don Sykes' preferred candidate to be the next head coach of the program. Now, Gibbs is a tenured HBCU football coach who has a very diverse array of experiences before becoming head coach of Fort Valley State University in 2022. He was a mainstay on the staff of legendary head coach Rod Broadway as a running back coach. He then followed Broadway to North Carolina A&T where he was a part of Broadway's two staffs where they won the Celebration Bowl in 2015 and 2017. Then Rod Broadway retired and he stayed on the head coaching staff during the Sam Washington regime and he won two more Celebration Bowls. Also, let's talk about this as well, because this was very lost in the conversation on social media. He's turned Fort Valley's football program around, leading the Wildcats to -to back-to-back eight-win seasons, including a victory in the inaugural Florida Beach Bowl over Johnson C. Smith. Now, Fort Valley State, we're a blue blood program. We have a NFL great Pro Football Hall of Famer in Rayfield Wright. We have a few of our players that have won Super Bowls that were contributors on Super Bowl teams. You have Marquette King that was the only black punter in the NFL for years that was making things happen. So Fort Valley has a proud football tradition, and Coach Gibbs has restored that tradition at Fort Valley. But with him restoring the tradition of winning at Fort Valley State University, my alma mater, I was wondering... How did he get into this? Like, what? Like, why? Why are we in this? Like, we sitting here mounting our business. Like, are we we polishing off the Florida Beach Bowl trophy. Ha- Happy New Year! We making it happen. Our students about to come back on campus. How did Fort Valley get into this? Well, after doing my research, 
it all made sense about how Sean Gibbs was mentioned and referred as the preferred head coaching candidate of A.D. Sykes. Now, Gibbs and A.D. Sykes share a professional connection from their time at Grambling. When Gibbs was running back coach under Rob Broadway at the time, A.D. Sykes worked at the institution as director of compliance. So when you put that information in that context within this conversation, it makes a lot of sense why Coach Gibbs was referred by A.D. Sykes as the preferred candidate to become the 19th head coach of FAMU. Now, it didn't take long for FAMU's alumni to let their voices be heard that they didn't approve of the hire of Gibbs. And one of the main reasons why they didn't is because they want to maintain a level of continuity within the coaching staff and also the program. The Rattler community, the FAMU alumni fans, and even players wanted an internal hire in hopes of keeping the success that the program enjoyed in the six seasons that Willie Simmons was the head of the program. And what seems to be lost in a lot of these conversations, because there's so much that's going on, is so many different bisecting stories that are coming out of just this initial search for the next head coach, is that FAMU won the Celebration Bowl last month. Now, I know it's a new year. It's 2024. We're almost at the end of January. But they won the Celebration Bowl in December. So it's crazy that all this has occurred within a month. Now, a key point to highlight also is that the alumni were also upset at the secrecy that went into the hire. They wanted to be included and updated on the search, which I believe is very reasonable. The news of Sean Gibbs becoming the preferred candidate to replace head coach Willie Simmons sort of caught them off guard and it angered a good section of that alumni base. And this led to a National Alumni Association meeting that resulted in a vote of no confidence in Eddie Sykes in an 18-3 decision. Now, here's where things got really interesting. We found out that the Florida A&M Board of Trustees will be having a board meeting on Tuesday, January the 16th with A.D. Sykes giving an update on the head coaching search. On Monday evening, Fort Valley State Athletic Director Dr. Renee Miles Payne released a statement announcing that Gibbs signed an extension to stay on as the head coach of Fort Valley, which I was happy to see that. That was great for me. Definitely glad to see that Coach Gibbs stayed. Now, I know it was a lot of circumstances around the statement and also around him staying at Fort Valley, but I'm glad he's staying because Coach Gibbs is amazing. He's doing great with my Wildcats, man. So that did make the Board of Trustees meeting even more interesting because now you have Gibbs off the table. So now the alumni, they don't got to worry about Sean Gibbs being the next head coach. So now at that point, it seemed as if the way was cleared for either James Colsey to be the next head coach or Billy Roll. Those were the two candidates that FAMU students, alumni, supporters, stakeholders, and especially the players wanted to see in that role. So now we get to the Board of Trustees meeting. And as I'm recording this, it is Tuesday, January the 16th. And this is right after the Board of Trustees meeting ended. I listened to every single minute of the Board of Trustees meeting. And I think it's very important that we play the comments from A.D. Sykes about the timeline of events that led to this Board of Trustees meeting, as well as what her next steps are for the head coaching search. Thank you, Chair at this time, I will provide the Board of Trustees with the status of the FAMU football head coaching vacancy. Upon learning of Coach Simmons' decision to pursue another opportunity, I began outlining my vision for FAMU's 19th full-time head football coach. After establishing my vision for this role, 
based on what I determined to be programmatic needs on and off the field, I met via conference call with the Family Football Leadership Council. I also took calls from individual football players to find out what was important to them and identified our next head coach. I immediately began a search. It was important to me that the search be comprehensive and thorough, yet swift. I enacted this strategy because I wanted to provide stability to the program and also being mindful of the upcoming National Signing Day on February 7th. I was motivated by the desire to retain all of our talented student athletes, as many coaches as we could possibly retain, and to have a coach identified before the upcoming signing day. A number of candidates were considered for this vacancy. I received calls, emails, and texts from agents, co-workers, alumni, and coaches regarding themselves or others. After reviewing candidates, I narrowed, a pool, I narrowed to a pool of smaller candidates and shared their resumes and my feedback on these candidates with Chairwoman Harper and President Robinson. From that, I recommended a candidate for hire to President Robinson, who after interviewing that candidate, supported in my decision. After receiving his support and the support of Chair Harper, who also interviewed the candidate, I began providing individual briefings to the Board of Trustees. While conducting those meetings, unbeknownst to me at the time, this information was shared on social media. I immediately began to see receiving calls, texts, emails, and notifications from constituents who were disappointed in the process. I read hundreds of emails from diehard supporters demanding more transparency about the process and inclusion in the process. And I urge you all loud and clear. It is clear to me that we have the same goal. We all want what is best for our student-athletes and for our championship football program. Just recently, I celebrated my one-year anniversary as the athletic director at FAMU. Throughout my first year, many of you welcomed me into your homes, your businesses, your RVs, and even into your tailgate spaces to share with me what it means to be a part of the family. While I learned a lot, I recognize more than ever that there is more for me to learn. I'm willing to do what is needed to continue developing relationships and building trust with our constituents. I will do so by making sure your voice is heard in this very important process. Moving forward in this process, I will be utilizing a search firm. The firm will begin by conducting interviews with constituents to find out what is important to them and our next day coach. This will be done to give the broader family community an opportunity to be a part of this process. Your valuable feedback will be combined with my vision for the role and the requirements for the job to allow the search firm to identify candidates that hit our collective desired profile. The search firm will then provide me with those candidates I will review, enter, and then recommend selected candidates for the vacancy. While speech was initially a high priority, and it is still important, it is much more important for me to identify the right person to lead families football. I look forward to engaging with the leaders of our DSOs, affinity groups, and other stakeholders on this important decision in the very near future. My goal is to name a permanent head coach before National Signing Day. Again, I appreciate your passion and concern for family football and look forward to working with the broader family community to identify our next football coach. That concludes my update on our head football coaching vacancy. So yes, that was Vice President of Athletics, Tiffany Don Sykes, at the Board of Trustees meeting on Tuesday, January the 16th, announcing that FAMU will be retaining a search firm to identify candidates to be the next head coach 
of Florida A&M University. And the Board of Trustees also determined via a vote that a committee will be created of stakeholders that will also have a voice in the hiring of the next head coach of the program. The institution has aims of finding their next head coach before National Signing Day on Wednesday, February 7th. Now, I know this is a lot to think about, and it's a lot that is going on. All I'm going to say is I definitely understand the frustrations of the FAMU community, and I understand they want just be involved in the process. I don't think that's asinine that they raised this money. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. They raised this money to try to maintain head coach Willie Simmons and also his coaching staff to make sure he didn't leave and go to Duke. He decided he was going to go to Duke and be the running backs coach, and now they just want to say, and who's the next head coach? There's nothing wrong with that. But what I will say is wrong is some undue pressure that a lot of folks are putting on A.D. Sykes. I understand criticism, but some of the takes from some FAMU members, I must admit, some members of the FAMU community, not everybody, but I've seen a select few, it's getting really nasty. And I think we have to allow folks to be human. If you believe that A.D. Sykes made a mistake, she made a mistake. Okay, but allow her to continue to move in her purpose, within her job, and then we'll see what happens from there. But we're going to segue from sports because I know that was a lot that we covered. And we're going to talk about Zeta Founders Day. And we're going to talk about the time that the Shade Room posted HBCU polls. And that led to an interview with the founder of the Shade Room, Angie Wandu. So make sure to stay tuned. I promise you, you don't want to miss this story. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. You're listening to the Randall Barnes Experience. Experience. On HBCU Pulse Radio. In honor of Zeta Founders Day, and also the fact that it's been three years since this happened, I have to talk about how HBCU Pulse was featured on the Shade Room and the amazing occurrence around it, because I know that there's some people that have not heard the story. All right, so let's get into it. So in 2019, I was approaching the end of my experience at Fort Valley State University. I was student media on campus. You would see me with my camera and my tripod, filming events, filming everything, making things happen, right? So I had a friend. Her name is Charisma Wall. Charisma is still an amazing friend of mine, and she is an amazingly talented dancer. We collaborated on a lot of different projects, including a web series called How to Dance with Creance, because Creance is her nickname. And when I tell you Creance used to go in, and Charisma was getting ready to become a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. So I told her when that time came that I was going to make her go viral because I knew that when Charisma was revealed as a woman of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, that she was going to go crazy because Charisma can dance. And everybody at Fort Valley that was on the yard at the time that Charisma was there, you already knew the dance battles in the calf. Her performance at the Phi Beta Sigma pageant to find Miss Phi Beta Sigma. She would go in. She was a talented dancer. So I knew when it was that time, she was going to make it happen, right? So I was on the floor. I had a media credential to film the joint probate. I filmed all the probates. They're available on HBCU Pulse YouTube. So you can go, you can type in FESU Zeta Probate 2019 and it should come up. And you'll see Charisma go crazy to the song, I Bet You Won't. She went in the crowd in our HPE complex. That's our basketball gymnasium where we play basketball in there. They went crazy. It was so 
loud in there. Arguably one, one of the most memorable moments in my time at Fort Valley. So I filmed it immediately put that clip out on social media the subsequent days following that probate. So it didn't take off. Didn't go viral at that time. I was like charisma. I'm trying to get it out there and it didn't go viral, but it still was just an amazing moment. Charisma got a chance to see what she did and see the reaction to her performance. And that memorable moment of her probate was on video. So it was all good for me. So a year and some change later, it was December, 2020. So I noticed that my video that I shot myself was getting traction on a few other social media pages and I wasn't being credited. Now, granted, this is not the first time that this happened. I had another video that went viral for my time at the National Association of Student Affairs Professionals Student Leadership Institute. We call it NASAP. I had a video of one of my peers and friends from Miles College, Kiana Corbin. She was a cheerleader. She did a crazy flip on the beach that I filmed and it got 16 million views. A lot of other pages were posting it. I didn't do anything. But for this one, it felt uniquely personal because this was my friend Charisma. I told her that, hey, I'm going to make your probate special. I'm going to make this go viral. We're going to put this video out, all these different things, because I know that you want to be a dancer and I know this is your special moment. So I want to make sure to capture it, right? It was a joke between friends and it actually went viral, but people took off the HBCU Pulse logo and posted on their pages and their platforms and didn't credit HBCU Pulse. I was going to let it ride at first, but I'm like, no. I'm going to fight because this is my video and y'all is going to run off with it. So I went to the different pages that posted it respectfully and asked them to tag us and let it be known that this was our video. I asked the members of the HBCU Pulse audience on Instagram to let everybody know this is HBCU Pulse's video. And a lot of the pages, they were like, oh, we're sorry. We didn't know. We're going to tag you. We're going to put that this is HBCU Pulse's video. And I appreciate everyone, especially the, the fellow HBCU platforms that put it out. I definitely appreciate that because it led to the ultimate moment. So time passes and folks are starting to tag HBCU Pulse and say, hey, this is HBCU Pulse's video. So we're going into the Founders Day season for all of the different Greek organizations, right? So it was like early January 2021. My head of digital, Croy Hansen, who's over our Instagram page, she got a DM. I was working at iHeartMedia at the time. I was working remotely, right? So she texted me. She said, Randall, the shade room just DM'd us. I'm like, no, the shade room did not DM us. Like, that's probably a page that's trying to hack us. Let's, let's ignore it. So I looked. I saw the blue verified check because it's 2021. And back in 2021, Everybody can get a verified check. Only verified people and organizations had checks. So I saw the check. I clicked on the link. I saw it was the shade room. And I was like, the shade room actually is reaching out to us. And they asked if they had permission to post the video of Charisma's probate. So I was like, of course. But I did this because the video that they probably had didn't have the HBCU Post logo on it. So I sent them the appropriate video with the HBCU Pulse logo on it. And I'll say, yeah, feel free to post it, but use this one, please. And on January the 16th, 2021, that afternoon, they posted Happy Founders Day to the women of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And the first video on their swipe on Instagram was of Charisma having her probate reveal at Fort Valley 
and going in, doing her thing. I bet you won't. And I, re- I remember when they DM'd the Pulse page, I thought they DM'd Charisma as well because it was her in the video. But they actually didn't, so I surprised her. I FaceTimed her, and I surprised her, and I was like, hey, listen, I got to see you something. And I said, happy Founders Day. And literally just the tears of joy and the elation and the excitement that went into that moment, honestly, that makes it one of the proudest moments of my career doing this. Like there's not, there's not any other prouder moment. And it got even better because I posted about the shade room posting the video of Charisma's probate. And I didn't know that on Facebook, I was friends with the founder of the shade room, Angie Wandu. I did not know that. I don't even know when we became friends on Facebook. It was her actual page. So she commented and she said something that to this day is my wallpaper on the front of my phone. She said, Randall, this is only the beginning. Such a bright future ahead of you. You will accomplish everything you dreamed of. Just wait and see. And it was just surreal. And I asked her uh, if we could do an interview because I wanted to interview her. I was very motivated by her. And the interesting part about it was that I would listen to her Complex Hustle interview. She had an interview on the Complex Hustle show uh, about the different ways that businesses are built. It was like a, like a mini masterclass. And she broke down the rise of the shade room and the different strategies and lessons she learned. I would listen to that religiously, walk into the calf at Fort Valley, walking back to my dorm, walking to the library, walking to class. I would listen to that. So I'm like, I got to see if I can interview her if not for no one else, for me to gather knowledge from her about how she built this monumental business that really shapes the culture and shapes conversation. So I got the opportunity in February of 2021 to interview Angie Wandu. And I want to play a snippet of our conversation where we talked about that moment. And I would honestly say that the moment of us speaking about how it occurred is really another similar moment in my career. So 2021, started off crazy. And even in 2024, I'm still thinking about that moment. And I honestly, and I know how people feel about the shade room, different things of that sort. I know for me, that was positivity in my life. And that was honestly one of the greatest moments that I've ever experienced leading this platform, creating this platform of HBCU Pulse and just anything in my life, in my personal and professional life. Cause it brought charisma so much joy Spotlight an amazing organization in Zeta Phi Beta. And I got a chance to meet someone that I was really inspired by. So this is my conversation with Angie Wandu from February 2021 about the video of Charisma's probate reveal being posted on the shade room. So let's talk about HBC Pulse being on the shade room. So my social media manager, Croy, right? So I was, I was at home, I was working from home, and I was on a call. So I go into the living room. My phone is buzzing. I'm like, why my phone buzzing? And then in all caps, the shade room just DM'd us. I'm like, man, stop playing. It's probably fake. What the world? Now, <laughs> wait, the shade room, can, can we use your video? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, what's up? What the world? So then I'm like, I'm and I'm like, yo, like, I I don't want to just be on the shade room and fizzle out. So I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I, I said, I'm going to write this article. I ain't going to tell nobody. We're going to pop out with it. And then I'm gonna write this article, I'm gonna do these videos, all these different things. And I'm like, let's make it happen. So then we were already doing the J16 show with Charisma, who was the dancer featured. And I was, I, I called, I was like, hey, Charisma, did you get a DM too? I thought y'all, y'all had DM'd her too. I'm like, man, this probably not gonna be special. She was like, nah, what DM? 
and I and I, I showed it to her. It was like it was like a little thing you gotta wipe and see it. And she was mm-hmm. like, what the world is shade room. And I'm like, I told her at her probate, like, I'm gonna make you go viral. Like I didn't know it would be like this. I'm like, I'm gonna make you go viral. So I was like, we're gonna turn this into something because I think oftentimes what happens is that folks go viral and they fizzle away. I'm like, I can't fizzle away. I, I've been working too hard for this. So I'm like, I'm gonna structure a whole mini campaign around this. Now I didn't think I'd get this far, okay? Cause like you, cause like well, I was like, I'm not gonna post this on Facebook. Like nobody won't care on Facebook. I'm posting Instagram, but some was like, ran post this on Facebook. I, I always post it on Facebook. So I posted on Facebook, and <laughs> somehow, some way, I don't know if it was God. I don't know if it was a mistake, but you saw it, okay? I was like, what? Oh, it was God. It was God because I don't be on Facebook like that. Whoa. I don't be on Facebook like that. And then. You see, the thing about it is, is that one thing I'm seeing from your story about how about about getting posted is that you have a lot of instinct, right? So you like, I I was like, ain't nobody gonna like we don't pay attention to how important that is, right? But you like, ain't no, nobody's gonna see it on Facebook, but you had a hunch to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's one thing that is invaluable in business is having that hunch. You know what I mean? Knowing like, hmm. Speaking it into existence, which is what you did when you said, I'm gonna make y'all go viral. You really gotta pay attention because I from like everybody knows that when you speak stuff over your life and you believe it, yeah, that oh you're gonna be you're gonna be shocked in a year, two years when you look back and you're like, oh my god, everything I spoke came to pass. Yeah. Both bad and good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just for people watching, like your your story shows what makes a good entrepreneur one is persistence instinct never deny your instincts and and just you know work you went in you know what i mean telling you was a crazy moment shout out to angie wandu for that interview it is wild it's been three years it's been three years since this has happened time flies by and now we're here rocking on sirius xm channel 142 hbcu all the podcast affiliates, clutch points in the building. So now we're just growing and growing this platform and Charisma is having dance opportunities. She's doing so many amazing things and people recognize her from being on the shade room. So listen, positivity, such an amazing time. I'm so glad that I got the opportunity to share this with our Sirius XM channel 142 HBCU family. And also folks in the wider listenership that didn't know about that situation, man. Dreams come true for sure. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. But that is it for us on today. Make sure to follow HBCU Pulse on Twitter, the HBCU Pulse, on Instagram, HBCU Pulse, on TikTok, the HBCU Pulse, on YouTube, just type on YouTube, just type in HBCU Pulse you'll see a lot of cool videos. And also for anything that you want to know concerning the culture of HBCUs, head over to clutchpoints.com slash HBCU. But outside of that, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you on the other side and I'll catch you next week. Like what you hear? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to HBCU HBCU Pulse Pulse Radio. Radio.